I always share the story or at least the thing what I hear from my customers that take it as a priority is that they say, yeah, it's your front and your entry door is the first thing customers will see if they enter your site, right? So it needs to be good because a lot of things like if you seem to be a professional organization, if you're reliable, these things are connected if something is looking good or not, right? So it's, I think, the same with the restaurant. If you, although the food can still be very good, right? So, but if it doesn't look also good from the outside or it's very dirty or there is no lot of attention there, then also you, sometimes you can doubt a little bit about it. Welcome to the sixth live B2B e-commerce tech talk session. So for those who do not know me yet, my name is Arno. I'm the chief product officer at Sana Commerce. And yeah, we gather in a monthly way area with people from IT and tech enthusiasts talking and helping each other on the different trending topics around B2B e-commerce because that's what we like to do as, uh, let's say, B2B e-commerce enthusiasts, right? So for those who were not there the last five times, the concept is pretty straightforward. So every month we cover one or two main agenda points and things that are going on on the market or which are just brought up by you guys. So you can, you know, share your questions today in the chat or if you're joining from Zoom, you can do that as well. We try to answer them. And yeah, you can also, let's say, register for this event. So uh, if you didn't do that yet, please do so because a week up front or during the week of the Next session, we always share the agenda or the topics at least that we want to cover. So you can decide if you want to join or not. So don't worry if you cannot make it the whole session. Everything is being recorded and the audio is actually also being shared on our podcast channel, which is called BDB e-commerce integrated. And so please subscribe to that channel. You can do that on Spotify or on our YouTube channel. But yeah, welcome Emily as well. Thank you. So I'm Emily. I'm the director of customer success for Sana Commerce. Today, I'll be your moderator. So feel free to ask questions, whether you are on uh, via Zoom link or whether you are on LinkedIn, please post your question in the chat and I'll make sure they get answered. Of course, I mean, if we don't have time to cover them all, we'll use them as inspiration for follow-up sessions or we'll find a way to get an answer to you. I just want to also mention that looking at the success we've had on uh, LinkedIn, we will probably migrate these sessions to LinkedIn fully without having our Zoom link. So if you still have the Zoom link, make sure you, you go to our LinkedIn uh, events in the future. Well, before uh, we start, actually, I have one more announcement. On November 29th, we'll be hosting the B2B e-commerce tech forum. And Arno will be the host of that forum. And we have exciting speakers who will share their expertise on SaaS migrations, brief platforming, security, and the benefits of native ERP integrations for IT managers. On top of that, we'll have a former Formula One and IndyCar driver, Robert Donbos, as a keynote speaker. So it's going to be very interesting, but also so fun. fun. So, so if you, you haven't already, it's for free. So, so go, go ahead and subscribe for the B2B e-commerce tech forum on our website. If you followed the past sessions, we've been focusing on outcomes. What can you achieve with your B2B e-commerce platform? And we've seen a lot of different topics from how to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, be more efficient. And today we're going to actually talk about brand image, maybe not very obvious for IT leaders, but we're going to show how 
IT managers can help marketing team design the perfect uh, B2B web store. And now we, we have, have some, some questions for you, Arno, of, of course, course, as usual, before we look at the ones in the chat. And I think one big question that we also see marketing teams struggling with, but we see a lot of our customers struggling with, how do we know when we go for an e-commerce web store to make it open or closed, to gate or ungate yeah, the content we have in the mm -hmm. web store? Yeah. Yeah, there's also important, let's say, starting point for most of the time with our customers, our prospects, also to how, how much you want to invest in the brand image, right? So open or closed, which means does it have a login or not, right? That is for if you do not understand these two things. So that's what we, what we try to explain there. And yeah, first of all, depending on the business requirements is always still the main ingredient. There are simply still, or there are a lot of B2B businesses that are selling stuff that is not for all the world, let's say so. That is, for example, being regulated chemicals or so, or you need licensing to buy it, or you need to be checked to buy it, something like that. Or there are businesses that are really, you know, want to focus on a certain customer base and they say, okay, no, it should only be sold by the customers that I really know or that I have a relation with. And I really want to keep my pricing and all that information secure in that case choose a closed or gated web store but i think and that's also a trend what we see now there's a huge opportunity that companies are missing if you're you know close the door from let's say right from the beginning because there is especially nowadays and there was also yeah, i had a pre-interview uh, lately with a customer uh, it manager rebecca was her name she said also yeah there is a big let's say opportunity because there are so many b2b stores still closed let's say so that even if you're looking for something very technical, very special, or it's sometimes still hard to find, right? So there is an opportunity. There is a lot of goods being sold online. And I also could not imagine because yeah, you can almost buy everything online, right? But there is still, uh, if you really look in the details, still stuff that is, you know, hard to find. And I think that is then still an opportunity to, for you to at least open. And that you also can do that partly if your solution is providing it. So with Sana, we have that option so that you can, you know, very detailed share what you open make open or not so you can also strategically decide that you say hey we open only for content pages or about blogs or about yeah, bringing the brand image we will talk a lot about today but the whole ordering part the pricing the product the catalog the navigation all the product information the downloads that's all hidden that's one variant what we see with customers but you can also go a little bit further and say, okay, yeah, everything is open. Also search and catalog is available. It will also be indexed with search engines like Google and so, but pricing and let's say downloads and yeah, real-time stock levels or so is behind the login and so on and so on. So yeah, if you yeah, definitely would recommend to explore these options if you're working with Sana or not, but uh, that you, there is a middle way for sure. But then is of course, the next step is or the next, let's say, observation, at least I have, is that there are still so many B2B stores that just look ugly, right? Because they just started, let's say, okay, let's just try to get the transactions in. We do not take care of all the uh, yeah, marketing stuff around it, the design, look and feel, all those things. And I think that is definitely also a missed opportunity because nowadays it is, I think, relatively easy if you have the best uh, things in place to make something nice about it, right? Yeah, no, actually, actually talking about that uh, subject, I think there are interesting marketing add-ons that mm -hmm. we are now developing, such as blog elements that can help boost the, the brand reputation, but also the look and feel of... Can you tell us? Yeah, no, definitely. So 
maybe digest the question a little bit and first focus on why you actually want to do this, right? So I was already having that observation. There are still so many sites that are not paying or companies that are not paying attention to that. But I always share the story or at least the thing what I hear from my customers that take it as a priority is that they say, yeah, it's your front and your entry door is the first thing customers will see if they enter your site, right? So it needs to be good because a lot of things like if you seem to be a professional organization, if you're reliable, these things are connected if something is looking good or not, right? So it's, I think, the same with the restaurant. If you, although the food can still be very good, right? So, but if it doesn't look also good from the outside or it's very dirty or there is no lot of attention there, then also you, sometimes you can doubt a little bit about it. Still, the food can be good, but you're, you know, there is a missed opportunity there. So really take that into account. And then there is a lot of, yeah, and we are investing more and more in making, let's say, adding functionality also for B2B e-commerce to make things look good and focus on design and make actually marketing managers, webmasters and so happy. So we invested a lot of things like blog and we will share a little bit about it later, but let's first talk about a customer story that was, yeah, a couple of podcasts ago, we interviewed Sean from Lear Auto. It's a nice company from the US and he's a webmaster and really take, and I think their site looks really good in terms of look and feel, but also on the product information they are sharing. So directly, if you're entering that website, you get that professional feeling. And yeah, I would say that this is a partner that you can trust and that you want to buy from, right? And it can be in simple things. Just make sure that you have, you know, sharp images, good looking, and that you use some special fonts or something that is just a little bit different than normal. Of course, you need to have a logo. And if you do not have these kind of things, yeah, make sure that you invest a little bit in a design agency, depending, of course, yeah, we are handling small companies and very large ones. So that's totally different story. But if you're a little bit smaller, yeah, I think already for a small, relatively small investment, you can make it look good and we can help there as well. So we are helping a lot of customers to say, yeah, we just do not have the time or for it. Can you do it? Then we do that as well. Sometimes or some of our partners or consultants, freelance consultants that are working with us together. So yeah, maybe a little bit about blog or other elements that we have added lately or during the year. So blog is maybe really a content management thing and maybe not really related to B2B e-commerce in general, but yeah, we got simply a lot of requests from customers the past months, years saying, hey, we want to have this. And I said also, yeah, why building this, right? It, you could take a CMS or you can, you know, there are free blogs everywhere or do blogging on LinkedIn. But seems to be that they really want to combine that with product information and products that can directly be sold from there, from these posts. And also it seems that they're using a blog also for many different other purposes. So I also more see it as structured content, but I've seen recipe books. I have seen yeah, knowledge bases, manuals in the form of a blog that makes it also easier digestible, right? Instead of, let's say, this is the manual, then you say this is just the knowledge block or something like that, right? So that's yeah, pretty interesting and handy to use. Sounds good. Well, actually, we said the topic of today is to develop a brand image. Mm -hmm. So according to you, why does a B2B web store actually give marketers more possibilities to develop? Yeah, so in the first place, so why do you want to do this or giving this possibility? So first of all, it's another channel. If you're open a B2B e-commerce store, it's another channel that you're communicating over. And it's not only about the product information you're sharing or about the messaging, but it's also about how it looks, right? And once again, about what do customers feel if they, or B2B buyers feel if they enter that space. But it's often forgotten that with B2B, you get actually quite some face time in the sense of the amount of time people are spending on these sites is on average longer if we look at our own data, right? So where uh, 
B2C user is maybe just at a fraction of a time, you know, maybe max two minutes and then yeah, it's transacting or not. That's the average time. So for B2B, it's much longer. So there is also much more time to say, oh, this was a really terrible experience and not looking good or a longer moment of say, hey, this feels good. This is nice. This looks good and so on. So remember that there is people spend more time there, right? So make the time good. It's also very often in the data, at least what we see in, in data is that there are so many recurring people. So MF visitors, so the B2B buyers are coming there more and more often, which means again, that this impression of saying, hey, it needs to look nice and so on. You have every time that impulse of saying, hey, this is what I'm seeing, what I'm getting. Yeah, that is, I think, in some way influencing how you yeah work together, right? For me, if I take it personally, if you need to go to a certain place because you just need to go there for doing grocery shopping or whatsoever, but the place is not nice, but it's the only place that you need to go, then still it's not a nice time, right? So I think there's that connection. So we've seen a few things already. We've seen why make your web store open or closed. We've seen about developing brand image because your customers spend usually a lot of time on these B2B web stores, we looked at uh, blog elements to even improve the content mm -hmm. and there. So a lot of these features usually used by marketeers. Yep. So now let's talk about the role of the IT manager and how can IT leaders actually empower the marketing special? Yeah, yeah no, so first of all, it's, it's often forgotten in that sense, or let's say there are, we see projects, let's say, fail if they start with only from an IT department or manager saying hey we need to do something with b2b or e-commerce or something or it's the same story if it's only being driven by sales and then really pushed to the it department or with marketing they say hey we have something new cool tool please implement it nine out of ten times that is not really setting up for success what you need to do is really make sure that these at least these three ingredients and even small companies have that nowadays that you need to have these three disciplines on the table and form, let's say, one virtual team or one team. One thousand, let's say, hey, let's make the best B2B e-commerce store for our, let's say, in our industry where we are. So that's starting point. But then as an IT manager, you can help when you're doing the vendor selection or uh, that you look for solutions that actually give the functionality that marketing people or most of them, everybody in the company nowadays can just work with it without knowing a lot of technical knowledge or even have a lot of, let's say, design capabilities, right? So there is a big difference in there. And of course, it depends on the company size because probably a smaller company has less resources or has less people in-house, less specialism. And it's even more important that the tool is, I think, more self-guided. So where to look for what, what to check for is, yeah, no-code capabilities is something that's it's already for a while a trend that you build software that everybody can be an engineer there and can change stuff. I will say, I always say, yeah, it's more like a drag and drop or a visual designer, we call it. On all devices, we take care of the technical stuff. That's at least how we with Sana do it, but other vendors have, some of them have these kind of things as well. So definitely I can recommend that we see companies succeed by having these tools. So for example, talking about the customer is another story that was, I think in the beginning when we started with this podcast, it was an interesting story from Genesis Import, company from Germany, that actually only in the whole company needs one single designer and he or she, I don't know, she could do everything, right? So online, and they have a quite a beautiful and good presence online. And that's, yeah, they were using the visual designer, which is in Sana Commerce Cloud. They have good photography, you know, good images, and also some guidelines on what style they wanted to implement. And that was pretty easy, right? In that sense, that's 
relatively smaller company. We also support very, very large companies. And then also there are different wishes. And then you directly see that when talking to marketing directors or they are responsive for big marketing departments and so on. So the next step actually for larger companies is that you also need, as an IT manager, you need to look for things that have capabilities to maybe more on the low code side that you can do adjustments in HTML, JavaScript, CSS, all those client side stuff. We Asana have that as well, but some other tools sometimes can be very rigid, right? They do not allow these kind of things. So I think that flexibility is kind of nice that you, if you have the specialty in-house, that you can make that happen. And the last step, I think, in the evolution there is for the very large companies that have their own development teams is to use APIs or our front-end APIs so that your own developer team can modify or change the front-end by using these APIs is more like a headless scenarios. But yeah, there is another, it gives a lot of flexibility in terms of, you know, brand image on the, on the whole customer experience and so on. But it is also a huge investment, right? That's also how these things gradually change, right? From a smaller company that can just do everything and yeah, huge enterprise that have maybe hundreds of developers in-house that can make their own platforms. And the last thing here on this is that, and there are actually also enterprise companies that are using a lot of the visual designer capabilities because yeah, how nice is it if everybody in the company can just at least change the small parts, right? So yeah, we just see since we have it a couple of years now, it's of course our most used feature because it's a central piece of building. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a client application that we are having, right? You have a single page application that can be managed with the visual designer. Yeah. Thank you. That covers a bit the topic of like design. Yeah. I want to move to another topic, which is maybe less obviously related, developing your brand image, but your brand image online when it comes to e-commerce, it's not only about your B2B e-commerce web store, but marketplaces also play a big role in this. And I've heard it also from customers, especially in the past years with Amazon, for example, coming mm. into more and more European countries. They had questions. They were scared, but actually we see that more as an opportunity. So I want to ask you, how would you combine a marketplace presence with a self-owned web store? Yeah. So first of all, of course, you need to, it's always about strategy or what you want to achieve, right? So before doing that, let's first talk the technical part of it. So from a technical perspective, it's integration is always key here, right? So we also believe that if you're building your product catalog and so on, it's nice that you can reuse all that hard work that you have put into there, right? That you can, can reuse that on other channels like a marketplace. So we have built integrations that you can, you know, take that enriched data and for certain selections say, okay, these products are, can also go to a marketplace and depending from there, okay, if it's just a referral that is just redirecting back to the store and eh, the cell phone web store or that the checkout is completed in the marketplace and so on. So there are also different ways on how far you want to go there. So that's the technical part of it, right? So, and yeah, we really made sure that's something I will cover late in this answer, but that we you put a lot of filtering out there to select subset of products because I think that's a key ingredient for your strategy. Talking about strategy, what kind of angles do you take, right? Because going, you know, reselling on the marketplace is not something you do just by, let's say, by instance or something. There is a need. So a couple of things can happen here. So first of all, if you know that your customer base is also very actively already on that marketplace, then it is of course nice that you do not want to miss out and that you have your goods there as well. So that if, yeah, for example, if you are in delivering to schools or that's your target audience and they are ordering a lot of stuff online now on Amazon nowadays, Amazon BDB, so that you 
and make sure that your products are there as, uh, as well so that you will not be forgotten. Other opportunities that you can take is that you can also try out, eh, if you do not have that experience, that you try out stuff. So you can, for example, and where to start is then always a question that I got. So you can, for example, start from the angle like a separate brand. A lot of companies have sub-brands or have their own brands and say, hey, yeah, we will do that. We will try that also on Marketplace just to try out. Or they have a certain selection that is just like easy to sell, fast running goods. Because that is also an important ingredient. Not every good or every you know product is sellable on these marketplaces, right? So chemicals or things that are you know regulated that is often uh, often difficult so that's not possible so yeah that is maybe a little bit the starting point so yeah how to cover this topic yeah it's a big topic and maybe what we can look into uh, but before i ask my next question i for those of you who joined maybe a bit later know that you can ask your questions if you are following us on linkedin in the comments and i'll make sure they, they get but while we wait for questions to come in let's talk about differences between b2b web stores and uh, marketplaces. So mm -hmm. what can B2B web stores do that marketplaces can't? Yeah, so in that sense, a lot, right? There is a totally different purpose, I would say. But talking about brand image, although there are more and more, I would say, shop and shop kind of experiences that you can get also on Amazon, right? You can create at least place or manage some part of content that you can share that a little bit. I see that more and more often, but that is just a very small fraction. You are still inside that marketplace, right? So you're really limited in what you can share so you really need to have it from your product descriptions and images i would say that is there so if you want to have more uh, like styling fonts if that's all very important especially we see that in you know brand owning companies that are very strict in this that marketing is everything for them like in fashion or then that might not be the best place but maybe more importantly also taking the b2b angle is that personalization or giving that unified experience right but we was I think a must-have ingredient, and you need to think about real-time pricing, stock levels that are dependent of your situation, what you can order, what you not can order, the suggestions that you're getting. Yeah, that is impossible to do on this marketplace in that sense that it is more limited. And so, yeah, with Sana you have of course and we take then the real-time ERP integration as a solution for that. But we see our customers succeed if they are making sure that they're giving an experience that is totally the same from the offline world and. That is harder to make that connection on a marketplace, let's say. So there are some possibilities to have pricing differences there, but this is a fraction of what's possible in other tools. So yeah, I think these are the main areas, let's say, so where you need to be aware of. Besides, of course, of the thing that it's also a money question in that sense that, yeah, on a marketplace doesn't come for free, right? So percentages can get quite high if you are also storing the goods there, let's say so. But that is the balance, right? So it can be still a very, very good business case. And we see also companies really succeed and say, yeah, they do millions on the marketplace and also millions GMV on their online store nice to get it, right? So okay, well, to finish on this subject, can you tell us more about how the IT manager can contribute to having a marketplace presence, for example, marketplace integrations <clears throat> that you mentioned? Yeah, yeah. So it's good if you are an IT manager that you, uh, and this topic is on the table, that you scan uh, solutions if these, you know, connections out of the box are available or if they're APIs at least available that are exporting the product catalog or or can have even certain feeds already tailored or created, let's say productized for the different marketplaces because yeah, most of the time they all have a slightly different format. So these are important things to look at when you are yeah, do a vendor selection, for example. Maybe small tip there is as well that there are also 
let's say tools in between né? like yeah maybe you can see it as a as different engines or brokers like partner we are working with channel engine and then you just give one feed to that one and that is you know they handle all the different specific feeds for the different marketplaces also especially the local smaller ones that are there so that can also be a solution so but yeah look for these kind of out of the box or pre-built integrations and yeah with sana we have a we have a list of them of course and we support the majority of it or we are supporting these things like channel engine that can do the hard work for you that's important to check and yeah, that covers a bit the topic of uh, marketplaces related to developing brand image mm-hmm. maybe once again i want to mention don't stay to ask questions doesn't have to be on this topic by the way can be on any topic you can ask them in on linkedin in the comments Let's finish with one more topic. Mm-hmm. Well, what we often see with our customers, they often have their corporate websites and their B2B webshop separate. Do you think there's a way that these can be better incorporated? Yeah, we see both worlds next to each other, right? So we see companies that they are really separating these things and not integrate at all. And we see companies that are having yeah, really merged these two things. My observation here is that it depends a little bit also on how big the success is or the transition is already for your digital commerce right we see a lot of i would say tipping point customers where before digital commerce was just something to start yeah we have 20 percent 30 percent coming through digital the rest is still on the traditional channels or edi or something like that where now companies are over the 50 percent and then digital commerce or b2b e-commerce is the mainstream right and if you do so then I think also blending these worlds together is also more important because then the digital commerce is actually your company, right? So then it makes more sense to combine everything together. But benefits from a user perspective, I think, or actually from a company perspective, and let's start first there, more on the technical things, I think on a search engine optimization. Huh? So if you put everything under one domain, make sure that the content is good. And also uh, there is product-related content, which is... Uh, and yeah, nice thing to digest is something that the for these uh, crawlers in that sense uh, to to score points and to be more relevant is something to take account of and yeah maybe that's another topic for later there's a very sp- other specialty on how to optimize for SEO. maybe we can take that as another topic later in this season but that is definitely one that is helping them of course also about usability that's always key right so where to find something if everything is blended yeah i really like the websites or the stores that customers have where everything is feeling like one smooth experience and that you really feel the brand and can directly order from there so these are the most and, and on all devices right these are the most cool ones i would say and yeah and we also see them perform better most of the time and they because yeah they made that switch already and they are most of the time also uh, ordering more than uh, 50% or more online already. And maybe that's a good uh, segue to the last question. Where do you have examples maybe from some of our customers on how they really improve their customer experience? Yeah, yeah for sure. So we have a company is called Tree Locate. I think they're from the UK, right? Yeah. So they are, I believe they are selling, let's say, artificial trees, right? So that you can put in your office and so on. And yeah, it's decoration. It's, and also that feeling of having, having green in your office, but it really looks like real, really cool brand. And uh, yeah, they fully embraced Sana Commerce Cloud and used all the features there and put their, all their nicely styled product images, brands, look and feel into that platform and they succeed with that, right? So yeah, definitely that is a one example that I wanted to highlight today. So shout out to these boys and girls from Three Locate. Job well done. 
they are actually integrating, I believe, with, uh, with SAP Business One. Right, it's one of the ERP systems we are supporting. And I think we have also another one. Yeah. Natura, Natura Europe. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so they maybe more a little bit on the numbers, but they also spend a lot of time in this topic. And yeah, they increase 65% of their mobile uh, revenue just in one year. Yeah, I think with the, making sure that it also looks good on the mobile. It's actually a topic that we didn't cover, but also in the latest developments we had over the past year with Sana Commerce Cloud, you can also really per channel or per device change the look and feel and the brand image or and the content because yeah, sometimes something is more difficult to handle on a mobile device, right? You need to adopt that. So you often, or at least I experience sometimes for these, let's say bad design websites that you have, that you open it and then these huge images are loading and on a mobile phone, it's terrible to use. Now with Sana, we have that covered. But that's not all. They also had four times reduction in total cost of ownership because they spent less time on uh, maintaining that. So, and also simplify their marketing activities with a 50% increase in their organic traffic by just opening up the store, making sure that your content is good, let the crawlers do the work and invest also in some SEO expertise. So I think that is definitely, uh, yeah, that's another topic also in to further dive deeper into search engine optimization in the B2B era of our area that is maybe a good one for next yeah, time I agree and I, I want to emphasize what you said about mobile version because mm-hmm. yeah. we see a lot of our customers mentioning that their customers order online because they ordered from their place of work but not behind the desk when no, they are course. working there but also their sales people can then access the web store while they're on the way while they are at the customer yeah. and it becomes even uh, yeah more critical Oh, true, and uh, in the data we see it as well, right? So uh, much more is being of the visitors in, in the whole platform is uh, is on mobile nowadays. Desktop is really less. Eh? So I think it's now around 40 to 60 because still on B2B, desktop is also still important. But yeah, mobile is still increasing. Yeah. Well, Arnold, that was it for today. That is for my questions. I don't see any questions on LinkedIn, so I propose that we wrap it up. It's okay. I uh, think we only have one more before the end of the year, right? Maybe. Maybe we need to do something special for Christmas. Christmas Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Arnold. See you next time. See you next time.